Hi, welcome to the Pods Kiwi Wee Instant Reactions post game show. Tiger Gats get their first win of the season, winning 25-23 against the Red Blacks in a in a wild one. Um, a frustrating game to watch, even though they got the win. Uh, Josh, uh, is that the way you feel as well? Yeah. Do you have any more confidence in this team, even after the win, than you did before the game started? Because I really don't. This was as ugly a victory as I think you could have seen from this team right now, from any team, really. Yeah, I don't have a ton of confidence. I mean, I'm glad they won the game, obviously, but uh, the way that we won it was just very frustrating to watch. I mean, there was just buffoonery going on with with some of these coaching calls. And um, once again, we, we start off terribly. Uh, in the first quarter, you know, we, we don't get anything going offensively. Uh, we turn over the ball twice, a fumble by Lawrence Woods, I believe, and then a fumble on a deep pass to Anthony Johnson. Uh, so once again, a terrible start to the game. Yeah, and the thing with that, and even with Evans' fumble, well, I'm sure what Joshua will get into later yeah, yeah. when we bring it up. All three guys did kind of redeem themselves, though. Like, if I'm looking for a silver lining, like Johnson had the big touchdown catch. Woods had the big return that, and I'm going to take the blame for this. This was my karma. When he broke it free in the open field, I stood up in the stands and said he's gone. And then he proceeded to maybe two seconds later trip over his own feet. You rod blacked it. So you rod blacked totally it. my fault that he didn't find the end zone on that one. And then Evans comes in after, and I'm sure we'll get into the whole Dane Evans thing in a bit, but he comes in and throws the game-winning touchdown pass. So, yeah, the, the turnover thing, though, is still a huge problem because when the game starts with, I think it was what, the second play from scrimmage was the deep pass. You know, it was the, it was the first series, whatever it was, was the deep pass and the fumble. And then, the very next series, they get the ball back and Woods fumbles on the, like, it was just a comedy of errors and it, it couldn't have gone worse to start. And I don't think the team at really any point played particularly well. There was, a, I guess, a nice stretch there in the second second quarter, but it felt like a lot of the same. And if this if this would have been a, a semi-competent team they were playing, like if Jeremiah Mazzoli wasn't hurt and he was playing this game, I think Ottawa would have run away with it, with the way the Ticats played early on. That's fair. You know, they, they, the first quarter was bad on um, the second quarter. I thought the second quarter was really good. I think they scored 17 points, but then the third was, was terrible. They didn't score anything, you know, coming out of half where you thought they had some momentum going into half. They don't score anything in the third. And then they, they take the win late in the fourth, but you got to be concerned about, um, I mean, that's basically one quarter of good football from the offense. Yeah. And it, it's, it continues this season-long narrative of just not getting it done in the second half. They were what was it? What was it? Eighteen ten at halftime, I think. Eighteen ten, eighteen eleven, something like that. Um, they don't. They it, it almost felt like they were playing scared, like they were nursing that lead. Like Ottawa came out in the first drive, get a big return, get a penalty, punch it in. And it almost felt like the Cats were playing tentative to not make the big mistake until, of course, they made the big mistake. But this was this was an ugly – like, I'm seeing a lot of tweets about, like, oh, thrilling finish. And it was like – I mean, I guess. Like, it was pretty a pretty exciting finish. But, like, let's not chalk this up as an all-time classic CFL game. This was this was bad football from both teams. Yeah, it was, it was pretty ugly out there. And compared to the other games this weekend, it uh, didn't really compare, but – what do you think about the, some of the coaching calls in this game? What do you think about the Schultz and Evans flopping? Because I have an opinion on you, but what do you, do you think about it? 
I think I didn't mind it as a change of pace early in the game, and then they used it to their advantage when they did the two-quarter. Like That's the first time I've seen a team this year that I can recall use that new two-quarterback rule, and I thought they used it somewhat effectively. Like I think the the second play obviously didn't work out. It was an incomplete pass, but I was like, okay, let's, it's, it's something creative, right? Like We've been calling for Tommy Condell to do some creative things all year, and he finally pulled out a couple of creative things. The the benching at the end, I think, was literally just, okay, he fumbled again. Let's sit him down. Let's give him a little, like, they, they've done that before with quarterbacks who are struggling, most notably Jeremiah Mazzoli in the 2015 East Semi against Toronto. He he was yanked and for a second and just was on the bench. Corey Harris came in, took a couple series. Mazzoli went out there. They won the game. I, I think if it, it speaks to kind of the, not the issues with Evans, but maybe, and maybe not even the confidence, but there's, there's definitely sort of something lacking with Evans right now, which if he was clicking on all cylinders, you're not making those changes, right? Like you're, you're rolling with the guy that got you there, but he is struggling. So it didn't necessarily work great, but I don't have a ton of problems doing that because if things aren't working when you're doing something regularly, you might as well at least try something. I'll give him the credit that at least tried something. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least you're not just saying, you know, the old, definition of insanity is try the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. They at least went out there and tried something new. So I'll give them credit for that. But I, I don't know if that's something that you can continue to do going forward. You know, I didn't mind it when they first did it early on in the game. Um, you know, you bring in Schultz, he gets a couple reps. I hated it when Schultz drove the team down into the red zone in the 10 yard line inside the 10 yard line. You bring in Dane, mm-hmm. like, like let him finish the drive. Don't, yeah. I, I hated that. And then we don't score on those, on those occasions. I just, I've never been a fan of this bringing in like we did with, um, you know, I'm talking about years ago. Um, you're a big fan of him, my quarterback, but I don't like the swapping of, I just hate it. It just like, oh, it Quinn feels Porter? like, yeah. Oh no, Quentin Porter. Um, Who are we talking about then? We're talking about the guy that scored the touchdown in Guelph and the, the oh, East semifinal. Yeah. La fever. I mean, Okay, it's fine sometimes, and I like that he's trying to switch it up, but I don't like doing it inside the 10-yard line, especially if it's Dane Evans that got you down there or it's Schultz that got you down there. Stick with them because, I don't know, it just, it just feels like it takes away their confidence sometimes. Like, Dane Evans didn't have that bad of a game. We've been talking about him turning the ball over for the first four games like crazy. He didn't have any turnovers except for that fumble, and we'll get to that. I don't think that necessarily was his fault. So to take him out late in the game like that, and then Schultz doesn't do anything. I, I just didn't like that call. Let, let Evans, you know, I know he's had his lot of lumps in these first four games, but I, I don't I don't like it. Okay, that's fair. I, I think that, that this the coaching issues, though, it stems beyond just that decision. Like, I, yep. why were they, why did they kick, why did they kick the convert when they were up by one with 19 seconds left? Like, no clue. No what clue. What are you, like, if you're up by two or up by one, who cares? And then the defensive decision, like to give up the big return, which is like, I'm in the stands going like, oh, of course they did. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I was, I was surprised they actually won this game. I thought Ward was going to go out there and, and nail the kick. And it was, it was on target, but it was just short. But you're, you're playing soft at the end there. I know they were playing, like, I don't know if you saw my tweet, and I'm not even sure if they mentioned it on the broadcast, but Stephen Dunbar Jr. had to come in as a DB. Stavros Katsantonis got hurt in this game. I saw him go to the locker room sometime in the third quarter. Lawrence Woods then obviously got hurt on the play right before what was essentially the, well, the final play from scrimmage before the field goal. 
So obviously that's not ideal when you have a receiver out there playing DB when he's probably never played defensive back since he's been in like little league football. But they but just this, gave it to them. It seemed like they're way, they're backed way up on that last. Yeah. They had, uh, three, but, they had three people deep and it's like, they're not taking a shot deep. They need eight, nine yards to get a reasonable field goal. I think the cats held them to like six, but if they would have picked up two more yards, it's this, we're talking about another loss. Like, and that's why I said at the top, like I'm not confident in this team, even though they won, because they just they seem to play to lose almost. Like neither team in this game was particularly good. There's a reason why they coming into this game were sharing the basement. But I I just don't understand that. I and I'm hoping that someone asks Steinauer during the co- like why are you kicking the convert up yeah. one and then playing that soft defense. It just it didn't make any sense to me, and just it's, it's a no. continuation of of the coaching us questioning the coaching decisions because that to me should have been an automatic go for two, and I don't know why yeah. they didn't. It's basic basic stuff here. I mean, yeah. being up by two doesn't give you it doesn't matter. Like they kick the field goal and you lose the game, yeah. And then you give them a big return, and then you sit back and you just basically you know here you go. Here's a makeable field goal, probably. I think 54 yards is a tough field goal, but definitely makeable for pretty much any kicker in this league. For sure. So we've, seen, we've seen Lewis Ward hit, hit 50-yard field goals before. Like, I legitimately thought he was going to nail it. Yeah. And I think I think one more yard, and I, it probably goes in. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't have come to that. It, I, like, if they would have gone for two and missed it. So be it. So, so be it. So be it. At least, at least you tried to give your go, go up. I, I, I just didn't understand that call, and I, I'm not sure I'll – ever get a sufficient answer as to why you make that decision in that situation uh, just uh some bonehead calls in this game it's just mind-boggling but and uh did, did i did i read this right ottawa didn't get penalized once that can't be right but i don't recall i thought i, I, thought I saw someone's i thought i saw a tweet from someone that said ottawa had zero penalties like how is that possible i don't i'm not sure about that um that would be okay. like that'd be a record boss uh, i don't recall ever in the history of watching the CFL, a team getting no penalties, but oh, is can, there anything- can, I, can, can I ask you something though? Cause it's something yeah, that yeah. We, were t- we were discussing in the stands and I obviously we didn't have the, you know, replay to show it. There was a, I think Katz and Tonis got a flag for hitting a guy out of bounds. He, he was, he like does like the, the, he ended up going over the barricade thingy on the sidelines. Right. And then not maybe less than a quarter later, Someone from the Cats, I'm not sure who it was, was tackled out of bounds and someone comes flying in. They flagged Cats and Tonus. Do you, um, and what I'm asking you is, was that legit? And then should the other one have been flagged as well, if you recall? Oh, I recall the one on Cats and Tonus, and I thought that it was a sell job by the Ottawa player. Okay. I thought he kind of leaved over the sign, um, but I, I can't recall the second one. Okay, so. I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up myself. Because it, it, they showed the replay in the stadium, and it really looked like he was – Whoever was, I can't, I, maybe it was Tim White caught a pass, was being like twisted out of bounds and was on the stripe. And this Ottawa guy comes in and kind of throws a shoulder into him and there was no flag. And it came pretty soon after the Cats and Tonus play. So, and someone in the, and you say he's kind of that someone in the crowd was like, he jumped when, mm-hmm. uh, when they showed the replay of that on the, on the big screen too. So I, I just wanted, cause again, it's easier for you to kind of see the replays and stuff and maybe make those mental notes when you're watching on television. They can't obviously do it when you're at the stadium, but I was just curious what what you thought from the from from the couch, given you know you have multiple angles and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a, a sell job by the Ottawa player, but okay. Um, did you think that Dunbar catch was an actual catch, the one handed? 
Because I don't, I think that ball hit the ground on the replay. I, I don't know. They, we, we didn't really get a good replay in the stands. But you know what about that though? Wouldn't it matter because there's pi. True. So if he catches it or not, he just gets the, the credit for the yards. But uh, I don't really think he he went to that well another time in the game, and I think he went to it a little too much. The receivers actually had a lot of the like Braylon. I just had a couple good ca- like mm-hmm. like backhanded snags and like the one he had i think it was on the final drive where he caught it in between three guys and got blasted and held on i think i thought the receivers came like i know there were some drops and like obviously some issues but i thought all the receivers for the for the most part played played pretty well today you know you know johnson has the fumble but i thought it was pretty i thought that those guys those guys stepped up their game in this one i thought they were pretty good what about you yeah, I thought so too. Like you know, Tim White led the team with seventy yards. He had a touchdown catch. That's so it, did eh? only had seventy. Yeah, that's yards. it. That was that. I know it seems like more, but um, yeah, he led the team with seventy. Anthony Johnson had sixty-six with a touchdown grab as well. Stephen Dunbar had fifty-nine. Addison had fifty-seven. Uh, yeah, and then Felix Scoche had uh, oh, just twenty-one yards. I thought that was a great play. You know, he was can wide I, open. Can I, can I? Can I give you some? I watched them work on that all week in practice, mm-hmm. and I knew if they pulled it out in a game, it was going to work. Yeah, well, it did like a charm. Yeah, and they did it. They did it with both uh, Goche and Bert, and I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see this in the game. This is this is some if they if they you have a chance to pull this one out, it's going to work." And he was why if he was, you know, a fifth of a second faster, he scores that touchdown. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was an act. And again, this is. I think we have to give credit where credit's due here. We have given Condell the the gears all season. He pulled some stuff out of his bag of tricks today, and a lot of the times it worked. So it wasn't. A, yep. I, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not saying he's off the hook. I'm not saying he's off the hot seat. I'm not saying the team wouldn't or shouldn't make a change at the end of the season. But in this one, he pulled some of those things out, and a lot of them worked. Players executed really well. But I, I was when I saw that play happen, I was like, oh, I got to talk to Mike about that because I know he's going to love it, and I, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and the, you know he was also creative with the two quarterbacks. And at the same time, I think that's the first time we've seen that this year in the CFL, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, he did pull out some tricks. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I just didn't like how stagnant the offense was in the in the first quarter, in the third quarter, and most of the fourth. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. We got the win. Um, what do you think about the defense? I thought they were pretty much lights out, except for the first drive in the first quarter and the first drive in the start of the second half. I mean, yeah, like the, the the last touchdown Ottawa scored isn't really on the defense. You set the ball up at the one yard line. I mean, yeah, if, if they if they would have held him to a field goal, it would have been a miracle. So I, I don't really yeah. it counts against them. But again, it, it's one of those ones where you at the end of the season you're probably not going to remember it. But at, in the in the moment you're be like, ah, it doesn't really count against the defense there. That there's not really much they could do. But yeah, I thought they were fantastic. Um, they got a lot of pressure. It seemed on the quarterback, and I thought Alden Darby played his best game of the season. He obviously had the big interception. He also had a couple of nice tackles. I thought uh, pass breakups as well. I thought this was his best game so far in a tie catch uniform. What about you? Yeah, I thought he played lights out, and I thought uh, Julian Hauser had a great game as well. I think he had two sacks on the night, had uh, pressure on the quarterback uh, quite a bit in this game, so it's nice to see um, the D-line do well. I uh, Dylan Wynn has been playing good all season long. I thought he had another good game in the middle of that defensive line. Did he so, have the Did he have the tip that led to Kelly? Yes. Pick? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he he was getting in the faces of the quarterback and you know doing tips and all and all that good stuff. So uh, did you see a glaring hole where Simone Lawrence is usually playing? Yeah, like Kyle Wilson. I didn't never heard his name. 
called in the stadium. So I figured he didn't really do all that much. I'm assuming that's what you saw as well. Yeah, there's not much to talk about. You know, I didn't, I didn't notice anything terrible about his play, but at, uh, you know, he wasn't brought up either. So yeah, maybe just like a so-so game from him. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know what else scared me again? When Evans, Caleb Evans ran, he was able to pick. They, they had them in second and 13s, second and 12, second and nines, and they would call those QB runs, and he'd pick up 14, 15 yards. It's, this, is, this seems to be the one. Like, if you have a mobile quarterback, you're going to win games against this team, I think, or you're at least going to be in them. If You know what I mean? Like, it was just another. Yeah. It, it, if there was one thing on the defense that I didn't, that I thought was was poor was that I guess another thing would have been the coverage on Jalen Acklin. He looked maybe he was motivated playing against his old team and his old stomping grounds, but he had a couple of big catches. There was one where he absolutely cooked Jamal Roll on like yeah. a double move, and then late in the game, I don't I, maybe it was in the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter, he stumbled over his own feet, or he would have, he would have scored like a seventy yard, eighty yard touchdown. So I thought he was he was excellent, and I didn't think the Ticats really had an answer for him whenever. He he had the chance to make a play. He was uh, he was definitely him and Evans' feet were the two biggest things. I I don't think William Powell did a whole heck of a lot. I don't mm. really think any of the other receivers did a whole heck of a lot. Nate Bahar had a couple of catches, I think, but outside of those two drives, really, where they scored those touchdowns, Ottawa's offense was kind of hemmed in, which is what you expect. Like I, Caleb Evans is, I think he's a he's a good prospect, but he's still young in his career, and I don't think he should have given them the problems. He obviously threw two interceptions in this game. Yeah, I think the Ticats defense played as, as you'd expect. And if Dane Evans doesn't fumble the ball late in the game, the score maybe, I mean, maybe they only win 18-17. But the the defense, I think, I think the defense showed up. And I think, I'm assuming they were probably on the field longer than they weren't. So to, to keep that intensity, I don't, you know what it is? Long-winded here, obviously. I didn't see a, a lull from them until that very last series when Ottawa was trying to get into field goal range. That was the only time when I really saw them like, Aside from the, mm-hmm. like, there was the two touchdown drives, and then that last drive that scared me. Otherwise, I thought the defense played really well. Yeah, me too. Me too. Now, now speaking of fumbling the ball, what did you what did you make of the Dane Evans fumble late in the game? Um, I don't know if you saw a replay, but it looked like to me like Fontana ripped the ball out almost. Like, okay, you know, he he got in there and and knocked the ball out. That's kind of what it looked like from the stands as well. We were kind of joking, like did. Did he get tackled by his own offensive lineman and the ball came out? Like, again, you, I, I know you've never been to Tim Hortons Field, but a lot of people listening to this will have been there. Watching replays on the big screen when you're in Section 204 ain't easy. Like, it's pretty far away, and the screen's big and nice and all that stuff, but it's still not perfect. Uh, my problem, I, I think you – I'm still going to put this on Evan's shoulders, though, because he spent this week talking about how – and I wrote about it for three down – He's trying to do too much, and that's what's leading to these mistakes. And that was another instance where he's spinning around, he's bouncing around, he's he's. It, it was you know the the coverage was probably pretty decent, and the the pressure was there. But he's trying to make a play when there's no play there. Like just get rid of the ball or just go down. Like he these mistakes are happening with the fumbles when he's trying to like fight. And and he just loses control, and now five lost fumbles in five games. Like it's it's definitely an issue, and mm-hmm. his fault or not his fault. I just think on that play he was doing too much. Even if ultimately it happened because his center decided he was going to strip the ball from him ridiculously, <laughs> I still I still have to throw some of the blame on Evans because he's just kind of out there. When when he was and for the mo- aside from that play, he was mostly good tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he. 
he was efficient. Like I've seen some complaints that like, oh, he just throws like five yard passes and all that. And like, that's fine. But what he's doing, he's playing within himself. He's playing within the game plan. He's getting the ball into his playmaker's hands and letting them do the work. So I don't have a problem with that. If he can just get this, because he didn't throw an interception today. I mean, Matthew Schultz threw the end zone interception, not mm-hmm. Dane Evans. So if he can just get this fumbling thing over him, I think he'll be okay. But I'm, again, coming out of this game, there's, there's, there's some good, but there's, there's still a whole heck of a lot of worry in, in my books. Yeah, me too. I mean, Dane was 21 to 28 at 75%, 342 yards and two touchdown passes. He had three, uh, wait, did you say 342 yards? Yes, sir. 342. And he had, didn't have a receiver over 70 yards. So he's spreading the ball around then. Yeah, absolutely. This was a, you know, it, it could have been better, but I think that this was a bounce back game from him. And I, like I said earlier, I just, you know, after that fumble, that's all well and good. You know, I know that he's had its problems, but I just don't see why you put Schultz in the game that late. Like Dane Evans is your guy. Just have a little bit more confidence in him and uh, let him finish the game, please. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I thought he was a he, he had a pretty pretty good game. So we have the next game against BC, and that's going to be that's going to be a real uh, real test, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But that you're rushing the ball. Did you? Uh, I thought they tried to run the ball more. Uh, they had Don Jackson at 11 carries, but he only had 34 yards. Yeah, I don't think they rushed the ball well. Um, one last thing on Evans, though. I just want to get this out there. Yep. I think that because after the fumble, he was benched, but then he came in and led the game-winning drive. And I do wonder if that's sort of the shot in the arm that he's going to need to be like, you know, you know what they like. They say like, I don't know if I can do it, and then you do it, and all of a sudden you you can revert back to that. Like it, like I've done this before. It's okay. I do mm-hmm. wonder if maybe even though he had the fumble, which was awful, if coming back out, even though he you know getting getting benched for that short spell, and then coming back out and leading the game winning drive might sort of you know boost him going forward in the season. But as far as the run game goes, yeah, I mean it's nice that they were using it, but if you're not using it effectively, it's just a waste. Like there were too many times when they would call a second down run and get three yards where they needed five. Like it just it didn't seem yeah. to be there. And like some of those some of those plays inside the red zone, especially like the with, with Schiltz in there and they were running those like QB like you know, run pass options or, or not yep. run pass options, but like the QB where you can decide uh, read options. That's the word I'm looking for, where he can decide to give it to the back or to take it himself. Like a couple of times it was like one time he, he ran into the line and it, it was like, it looked like an old Looney Tunes cartoon where, you know, when like they, the roadrunner yeah. paints, paints the mm-hmm. thing or not Wiley Cody paints the, uh, the, the highway on the brick wall and the yep. roadrunner runs through it. And he's like, what the hell? And then, Wiley Coyote tries to run through and he smashes into it because it's a brick wall. That's what that felt like. They, I feel like they're running. They, they weren't effective running the football. And, and I think that that's something that like I, we've harped on it. And a lot of people have harped on it. You got to run the ball. You got to run the ball. You got to run the ball. If it's not working, then no, don't, don't run the ball. So I think, I think Don Jackson, he had a couple of nice runs, but it was just – I think it was too predictable maybe when they were actually going to run the football. So that maybe that's why it didn't work. I don't, I don't right. know. Yeah. I thought the, the offensive line was pretty good and pass protection tonight, but uh, not at opening holes for, for Don Jackson. Cause you know, his longest one was eight yards. He averaged 3.1 yards. Uh, but, but I thought the protection was pretty good for Dane. So that's, you know, if we're lo- if we're looking for positivity from this game, we won number one, we won. Yep. Um, the receivers looked pretty good. Dane looked pretty good. The defense looked pretty good. Um, the run game didn't. 
you know, there was some bonehead calls with the, with the, with the coaches, I thought. Um, so it's a, it's a win, but it's a kind of a, not a disappointing win, but it, it doesn't make me necessarily confident going into that game against the BC Lions. Um, now, I guess we should talk about Lawrence Woods before we get out of here. Um, kind of a mixed bag, you know, that big return. Did you... Did he get injured on that play where he returned to the five-yard line? Did he slow down? It looked like he slowed down to me, uh, maybe because he pulled something, but I wasn't sure. I think he slowed down, and then I think when he hurt himself was when he re-accelerated when he saw the red black. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not alone yet. And he and he took off, and then that's when he tripped over his feet. Uh, He did get hurt, but he did come back into the game because he played some some on defense in the in the latter stages of the game. But yeah, he definitely he was down on the ground and they and they took him out. So he definitely definitely did get hurt. And he's I think he's been like the fumble. Look, if a player fumbles once, I'm not in, inclined to be like he's got a problem. You don't want to see any fumbles, obviously. Mm-hmm. But one fumble, I'm not gonna kill him because I think he's been he's been as good as you would have hoped for a first year return man. He had a, a lot of good returns today. Obviously, the one that sets them up at the five yard line. They ultimately didn't capitalize on it. So, I mean, it can't, nothing came of it, but I think he's been kind of a spark plug for the team. Every time it seems that he gets the ball in his hands, he's, I think he has more good returns than he has. Like he has, he has some great returns. I think he's got more great returns than he has bad returns. And I think he's, most of his returns have usually been pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. I like what I've seen from him so far this season. Now we got some reaction on Twitter. Oh, I love this. This is what I love. Yep. Yeah, now we're getting oh, to the good what? parts. Speaking of Twitter, where's it, did, did that guy tweet at us? The one that wanted to cut Tim White and cut Stephen Dunbar. Yeah, and... I think he's. In, I think he's in here, Josh. Somewhere. Oh, is he really? Is he really? Yep. I'm we'll, curious, we'll I'm curious get to what him. he has to say. Yes. All right. Our first one comes from Tony M. Cola. Uh, my only question to you about this game is, what did you think about when both Dane and Schultz were on the field at the same time? I thought it was interesting to see, and it actually worked as they picked up two first downs. I like it. We talked about it already. I like the again, it's trying something different. If it if if you're gonna be bad, which the Thai Cats still in my estimation are not a great football team, at least try something new to get yourself out of that. I, I like the call. I it didn't work a ton. Um, but it did it did work and it's something new. So again, we've like I said earlier, we've been killing Condell with uh, lack of creativity. He pulled some. He pulled some creativity out today, so I'm going to give him credit for that. And and it's it's nice to see someone finally utilize. We're what? How many weeks are we in? Six weeks in, probably close to twenty something games already. And this is the first time we've seen someone pull this out that I can recall. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it too. I I, I really like seeing it. Actually, you know, you like to see that that you know that fun element to the offense. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he brought it this game. I thought. Our right, next one is look, from Rob. Look, here, here's, the, here's the thing about cheering for a bad football team. At least give mm-hmm. me something to yeah, entertain. get excited about. Like, if you're going to yeah. be bad, at least be entertainingly bad. So at least that was entertaining. Our next one comes from Rob Hayes, 63. A lucky win today. Offensive play calling in the second half was awful. Mm-hmm. Went back to the five-yard dumps instead of saying, staying aggressive. Also, how do you not go for two on that last TD? I, I couldn't agree with I couldn't agree more with any of that. Uh, we're with you. We're with you on that. Uh, both of those things are up. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree. With, yeah, we've already talked about all that stuff. Couldn't agree mm-hmm. more. Now, NA Cats sixty three. They were absolutely. There were absolutely huge coaching issues today. 
A, yes, Schultz is short yardage, but getting the ball at the eight-yard line in dying minutes, how is Dane not brought in? Uh, B, not going for two points to ensure a field goal would not beat you is a head-scratcher. Yeah, that, that to me, the, the, the not going for two is probably the, the most boneheaded decision from this game. I, mm-hmm. I can understand you want to make a change at quarterback. You want to, I, I, that's, that's in the flow of the game. I understand it. The two-point convert to me is – that to me is an excusable coaching mistake as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. Uh, Tiger Sammy, I'm happy we got the win, but I did not celebrate at all. We are a horrible team right now, and I honestly don't have a clue how to fix it. Also, why are you going for one up by one with 19 <laughs> seconds left? That seems uh, yeah, to be the I mean, theme tonight, eh? Yeah, that's absolutely, you know, we're talking about it. All the fans are talking about it. It uh, didn't make sense at all. Uh, from our buddy Troy Durrell, love the mental fortitude of Dean Evans tonight. To be able to come back from fumbling and being benched for a couple series to leading the game-winning drive is impressive as hell. Well, that's what I meant by maybe this is the the spark that, that spurs him on for the rest of the season because I, I agree with that. I think that it was – that did show some mental toughness that we kind of haven't seen from him. We've seen him after these mistakes kind of hang his head, but he didn't really have a chance to. So to come back out after that fumble that could have cost him the game and could have been like, oh, my God, it's Edmonton all over again, to come back out and lead the game-winning drive, yeah, I'm going to give him credit for that quite honestly. Yeah, I love what I saw from Dane tonight. You know, not a perfect night, but uh, I, I totally agree with Troy as well. Uh, now, here's your buddy, Jake Grama. Okay, at Jake Gramagna, 32. This is the guy you were talking about earlier. Uh, get yep. rid of Con- get rid of Condell. It's a start. That's it. Okay, well, yeah, for, for what? Like, I, I, I'm so tired of these fans being like, get rid of these guys. For who? Like, who are you bringing in? You think Kahari Jones is stepping into this mess? Because Kahari Jones has nothing to gain from coming in here. Because if he comes in halfway through the season to to build an offense with guys that he didn't pick for an offense that he does, maybe these guys aren't suited for, he's not going to do anything, and he's just going to lower his credibility in the league when he wants to get a job next year. And why would he give up the coaching? Like he's gonna, he's getting paid to sit at home, and I know people are like coaches like to coach and all that, but he's going to have his pick of jobs in in December. So. To me, I, I get it. I'm I'm not over after this game though. Like, I some of the play calling, the second half stuff. I'm I'm gonna hang on the on the coordinator not doing the right things. But he showed some stuff tonight that he can be aggressive. They took shots downfield. This wasn't just all five yard dump offs. It wasn't the second half, but like the the first throw of the game was a bomb that would have been a great play if the receiver could have held onto the ball. You know, so I don't know. To me, I'm still not entirely in love with the Condell offense right now. But I'm like after this game. Like, I mean, he said nothing about the receivers, so clearly he shut up about one thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? Do you are, like, are you in this get rid of the coordinator in the middle of the season camp? Because I don't think you would be. No, definitely not. You know, I, I talked about it in the offseason that I'm not exactly enthused by Tommy Condell anymore running this offense, but I just don't see the advantage of getting rid of him, you know, you know, five, five games into the season. I just don't think it's going to help anybody. Uh, especially after a win. I mean, I know it wasn't the prettiest win, but a win's a win. So uh, we just go from here and see how the rest of the season plays out. And if we if we look terrible by the end of the season and we, you know, haven't accomplished what we want to offensively, then we can look at it. But uh, not right now. It's just insanity to think getting rid of him right now is a good good idea. Um, now, one from a, a Red Blacks fan. 
RB's fan. Uh, I'm very sad we lost, but thanks for not trying to deliberately break our QB. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, no, um, no problem on that one. Uh, Ticat53, uh, turnovers and points left on the field are killing them. 13 games left. Can definitely catch that playoff spot. Tough watching Ackland tonight. In my opinion, should have kept him. Great job on your post-game show. It's an awesome lesson. Well, we appreciate you listening, uh, Daver. Uh, yeah, turnovers and points left on the field are killing. That's that's a that's a big theme of this uh, this team this year. Yeah, I think I saw before the game. So I, obviously it'll be updated after this game. But they were one of eight in scoring touchdowns when inside the red zone. That is atrocious. And tonight they were probably what. I think did they score one? I think yeah, they scored the last the last touchdown they scored came in the red zone, but they threw an interception. I think they settled for field goals. Maybe they had two red zones. No, because they did. They had a they had a plunge. I think Schultz ran one in. So maybe they were like two for four. So let let's say well, well I'll call it two for four right now. But obviously, uh, when I write my post game piece for three down, I'll have the actual numbers in front of me. That would mean that they're three of twelve inside the red zone with a couple of tur- there was a turnover on downs. There was an interception that just can't happen. Like when you get inside the 20, you got to come away with touchdowns. Like when, especially cause those, those turnovers are coming when they're inside like the eight yard line. It's, yeah. it's, it's bad. That that's a, if they would have converted on the, the chances they had deep in Ottawa territory, this would have been a walk, but that's what they, this is why I say they're not a good football team right now because good football teams capitalize on those opportunities and the tie cats do not. Yeah. Yeah. We're not a good football team right now, but we're, we're we're trying to get there. We're going to get there, I think. Um, uh, okay, NA Cats 63 again. He says, a couple more thoughts. Fullback made a great play. Why did they not go back to this? Uh, new receiver Johnson is a huge target. Day needs to use, utilize him. Looks like he has great hands. Um, well, that, that, that's, goes- that's a, <laughs> the great hands thing is a little bit of a weird thing to say, considering he fumbled. Although, to be fair, if you... I mean, I, I saw it when watched the replay, so I guess everyone probably saw it when they watched at home. He didn't look like he saw the second defender come in. No. Like, it looked like he was fighting off the defender that was behind him. But still, it's, it's, I, I do agree. I think Anthony Johnson does have good hands, and I think that fumble was kind of a, was a fluke. But it is kind of funny to be like, he has great hands in a game that right. he fumbled. But I do agree. I think I, I've been, as you know, if you listen to the podcast, if you read my stuff on 3Down, Mike, you obviously, you and I have talked privately I'm a, I'm a big believer in Anthony Johnson. I think he could be a real player for this team. Uh, it's nice to see that big body. He's like, I think he's like 6'2", 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". We don't have a lot of that in this receiving core, so it's nice to get that big body in there and to see him score his first career touchdown. Like That was that was nice as well. I do think that given, given the chance to play some more, I think Johnson could be a player. Yeah, I thought he had a great outing in this first game, so I, I look forward to seeing him play down the road here. And then one more comment from him. He said, offense is still struggling in the second half of now five games. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, from uh, Colin O'Shea, he has a quote for us. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Yeah? I mean, that that's true. That's true. But when you when you think of where this team stacks up with the rest of the league, like no one – like they're, now they're tied for second place. So technically in a playoff position, do you, even if this team and the Argos are now in first because they won, they won this week, they're two and two. I mean, yeah, they could make the, they could make the playoffs. They could even make the great cup. But at the end of the day, if they don't win a championship for how long it's been like, it's one thing if they would have won a great, like if they would have won in 2019 
and they, you know, eke into the playoffs and lose, like whatever You're, you, you can, I, I have, I have this belief that if your team wins a championship, you got five years where you can't complain about anything because you won that one. And in some leagues, maybe the CFL, maybe, maybe you adjust it to like three years, but yeah, a win's a win. And, and, and that's true. And maybe, you know, coming up with this victory, winning in this fashion, you, it, it brings the confidence up on the rest of the squad. But at the same time, they did not look pretty doing it. And they're going up against a, a really good Lions team that's coming off a bye, that's playing at home. The Ticats are on a short week, going to BC for a Thursday night game at 10 p.m. From what we've seen so far this year, this, this looks like a lamb being led to slaughter, quite honestly. Like what we've seen at a BC, what we've seen at a Hamilton, I would be very surprised if the Ticats not only just kept us close, if they won, I would be absolutely shocked. So, yes, yeah, so a win's a win, and that's great. But it doesn't really matter when your team starts 0-4, if you don't start stacking those wins soon, and they got a tough one coming up, up against the Lions, it, it'll be long forgotten to history, just that they won this one game. Yeah, we could be looking at a 1-5 record. Mm-hmm. Um, them going into BC, which is obviously not great. Um, now, Corey Campanella has one for us. Got to stop taking Dane out and putting him back in. Let him fix his mistakes like he did with the last drive. Nothing more demoralizing than getting pulled out and back in. Schultz is a backup. Yeah, he did make some good plays, but Dane needed to work out those hiccups himself. Maybe. I mean, the maybe. I don't know. It's We, we discussed the, the poll and the stuff, so I don't really know if there's yeah. really much more meat on that bone, but if, it, it seems like the team is trying to use Schultz as a – as a changeup, and I totally understand pulling Dane after the fumble because if, if I'm in that situation, I'm going, you got to be kidding me. And it's like, okay, let's try something different. Maybe this is, you know, and again, I don't think Dane was getting benched. Like, I don't think he was losing his starting job, but maybe in the heat of the moment, it's like, I mean, we all praised Orlando Steinhauer. We needed in the East final. What happened then? He, Jeremiah Mazzoli was struggling early. And it's like, we have a backup quarterback there's a reason you have him. Let's get him on the field. We know what Dane did to get them to the Grey Cup last year. I'm not saying it would have been the same because I don't think Schultz is on that level. But what's the harm in trying something? When you're 0-4 and desperate to get a win, you try anything you can to do it. It obviously didn't work out. Schultz made some mistakes. Interception in the red zone, in the end zone, I mean, um, is you know the, the top thing that he screwed up. But What's what's the harm in trying something new when the thing you've been trying just isn't working? So I, I kind of get it. The, the back and forth stuff, maybe, but I think it's just a change of pace thing. So I don't have a ton of issues with, with the team doing that, to be honest with you. I hate it. I hate it. I just want to, you know, I, I hate the two-quarterback system. Yeah, um, I understand I that, too. I, I just don't like taking guys out and putting them back in. Like I said earlier, you know, especially when you're, driving you know the field you get into the red zone and then you get pulled it just doesn't make sense to me um but but i know i i didn't mind early on when they did it you know i thought they were successful early on with that uh read option play and um but i didn't like it later in the game uh jared Breyer, it was an ugly win to be sure but on the plus side integrating schultz more was a great decision defense played well when it counted evans redeemed his mistakes Woods is a bulldozer. Great to see Jackson back and making a difference and no big kicking issues. That's true. There were no kicking issues in this one, was there? We're not even going to talk about the kickers tonight. So that's uh, – mm-hmm. and I thought Joe McGall was really good as a punter, to be yep, quite honest wasn't with bad. you. I mean, I, I thought mean, it was Seth, Seth Small was one-on-one. Um, uh, you know, not much to, to, you know, 
evaluate there. I think it was a 30 something yard field goal, but uh, yeah, it's nice not to be talking about the, the kicking game in a derogatory manner. Yep. I agree. Uh, Potter seven Leafs why bench Dane and then put him back in team needs to build confidence benching the starter for trying to for trying too hard to win does not paint a good picture after all it is the CFL where no lead is ever safe yeah like I look whatever your opinion is on on the on the team's decision to yank the quarterback like I think you have a good reason for and a good reason against if you're if you're for it I think your your reasons are valid. If you're against it, I also think your reasons are valid. Like I don't necessarily know if there was a right answer there. So I like whatever you think on that, I, I don't think anyone's gonna change like whatever your thoughts and opinions are on that decision, I think you're 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 gonna stick with that opinion no matter what we say. So I, I, I do I do kind of understand where where like where you're coming from if you liked it, where you're coming from where you didn't. It makes sense to me. Wolfie three four three. Tommy has to go. Our offense play calling is so predictable. I don't uh, okay. I don't disagree with the predictability of the offense, but only when it comes to that second half. I thought yeah. that they played I thought the offense, especially in the second quarter, was really clicking. And in the first quarter, I know the first quarter wasn't great, but if Anthony Johnson doesn't fumble, they get at least a three, I would assume, because it's early in the game, not gonna go for it on third down, if not a touchdown. So mistakes by the players, I think, are hurting more so than some of the I, th- I think we're putting a lot of the pressure on the play caller where I think some of this boils down. Like what did they have turnovers tonight? Four, not including turnovers on downs. What was it? An interception three, like get three fumbles. Like how often are you going to lose three fumbles in a game? Like a lot, <laughs> like 90% of the time. <laughs> the tie cats, I guess. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I think a lot of this, some like the, tr- to me, turnovers are the biggest issue with this team right now, more than anything else. Like they lead the league. I think they had 15 going into this game. They now have almost 20 in five games. That's just way too damn many. At Mike McCoy, 81. What a shitty game. We should be 0 and 5. Got lucky. Oh, sure, but Ottawa's terrible too. So I, luck, whatever. I mean, Win's win. the, you, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are lucky that they won this game this week too. Now, I'm not comparing the Ticats to the Bombers, but if not for a fluke play in the end zone, Calgary wins that game. So sometimes you got to be lucky to be good. Dan underscore K-A-K-O-8. Let's just call it for what it is, a win. Second in the East. Got to start somewhere. <laughs> love, the po- love the positivity. Yeah. Uh, from our buddy Jim Martin, I'm hoping that overcoming the insane turnover issues this team has will break a mental block or something. This team learned how to win tonight, despite everything. But seriously, why not go for two at the end? Yeah. If they would have lost this game, oh my that, god, that not going for two would have been the single most scrutinized decision since taking the knee in the Grey Cup. Yep. Like that knee in the Grey Cup might have cost them a championship. It was one of many things. I'm not blaming it entirely on that. But not going for two, if they would have lost, if they would have lost, if Louis Ward would have kicked that 55 yard field goal and made it and they would have lost this game by one, I would not have wanted to be Orlando Steinhauer. Because he can answer those questions tonight with the win in his pocket, but if he answered those questions with the loss, I don't know how he would have gotten out of that room. No, I, mean, I honestly, just because of that decision, we probably should have lost this game. I and agree. we almost did. Yeah, like As soon as that ball went in the air when he kicked it, I'm like, oh, that's going through. Like There was no question in my mind. It just fell short. And we got lucky. We really did. Um, Claudio... Claudio Rapaso, um, sorry if I butchered your name, we know 
It's our buddy Claudio. Yeah. Uh, seemed, seemed like both teams were trying to hand the win to one another, like a game of hot potato. Glad we ended up holding it last. Yeah, it was pretty ugly out there, really. I mean, yeah. the, the the games this weekend were pretty darn good. The, uh, this one was not one of them. No, I completely agree. The the playing hot potato with the victory, couldn't agree more with that assessment. That's exactly yeah. what this felt like. felt like neither team wanted to actually win. Yeah, also from Jim, uh, I swear they were playing to nurse that one-point lead for 90% of the third quarter. Completely and into the Yeah, and into the fourth. Right up until the fumble, no creative, great creativity, no aggression. Not until Woods' big return, and they didn't even punch it in. Then completely agree. They they played play timid once they were up eighteen seventeen. Like I guess they were up eighteen ten, but they they played play, way too timid in that third quarter. Yeah. Uh, at from at the Jason, uh, my buddy Jason. I'll take the win. We're not yet a good team, but at least we're better than Ottawa. Once again, <laughs> too many turnovers. Every single player needed need to carry a football with them everywhere they go all week. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the old high school thing where you know the, the the star running back fumbled in the game and cost the team a win. So the coach tells them, "You carry that football with you everywhere you go, and I'm going to have guys trying to slap it out of your hands, and you got to hold on to it. They're going to report back to me if you don't. I can, that that feels like what they need to start doing." Absolutely. Uh, at Matt B. Derek, the two QB situation in Hamilton is interesting. Evans seems to play better under this situation. That's an interesting comment. Now, Derek, if I'm not mistaken, is an Elks fan, so it's interesting to get an outsider's perspective. That's kind of an interesting thing to say because that's something I've heard where maybe Evans, as the undisputed, nothing to worry about starter, maybe he's not. He's more suited for someone nipping at his heels. I don't think Schiltz is going to nip at his heels, quite honestly. Like, I don't think, barring some complete meltdown by Evans at some point, I don't think he's ever really in danger of losing his job. But he has performed, uh, you know what, now that I think about it, you know what, I'm going to retract that. Because in 2019, he didn't have any competition. He was just, but he also had no expectations. I don't know. Maybe maybe I might have to to think about that a little more and and come up with a take on it. Because... Off the top of my head, I can see that, but at the same time, yeah, I think I'm going to have to let that one marinate before I give a true – before I put my, like, this is my stamping down of what I, what I feel about that. But it's an interesting conversation topic for sure. Thanks, Derek. Uh, strange Breed 808. There was definitely Ottawa penalties. So okay. he said okay. there were penalties on Ottawa. Okay. Uh, uh, John Wynn, uh, why didn't we go for two on the last touchdown? Made no sense to me. Oh, we're with you, John. It didn't make any sense to us either. Uh, that's like, you know, football 101, basically. I mean, I, wait, wait, John Wynn is in Dylan's dad? Yeah. Okay, so everyone, this is, no matter who you are, you're, you're wondering the same question. I'm really looking forward to, to, to watching the press conference that, that, because someone had to have asked him this question. Why didn't you go for two? I'm cu- very curious yeah. to hear his answer. Yeah, I me think too. I'm gonna be, I think I'm going to be mad about it regardless, because there's no justification for it. No, not at all. And our last one here. Um, from Mappy Derek again, question from an Elks fan. How does it feel to see a home win? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was, I guess it was good. I mean, a win, you're happy, you get the win, but it was, it was, it's not, I, I didn't exactly leave the stadium brimming with confidence. If that's, no. if that feels like they might as well have lost given how down I am still, but it, you know, a win is a win. Not going to complain. Yeah, we're uh, you know we're just behind the Argonauts now. As we need is another win, and we got a 
after the BC Lions game, we have a ton of games against Eastern Division opponents. Six straight against can, the East, baby. Four against the Argos. That's that's where rubber meets the road. They yeah, go, in my opinion, they got to go at least four and two. And yep. that, if they lose to the Lions, so be it. But those those games against the East, they, I think they got to go at least four and two for me to consider them because I think their last game of that stretch is Labor Day. So they got to come out of Labor Day with at least five wins. Uh, and then I'll feel they don't necessarily have to be above 500, but if they can have five wins by Labor Day, I think I'll feel a little more comfortable with where this team's at at the end of the year. But uh, I've, the, given how the East teams have played, though, I mean, I guess it's anything's possible. But uh, if, if they continue to perform the way they did tonight, I don't know how many of these games are actually going to be W's, but I guess we'll see. Yep. So the Ticats win their first game of the season, 25-23, and uh, in weird fashion, a very weird game tonight. But uh, thank you for listening to the Podski Wee Wee post-game show. I'm Mike Graham. Eat them raw. I'm Josh Smith. Eat them raw.